Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. This podcast is dedicated to helping attorneys earn more money, get better clients, and spend more time with family. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik, founder of Law Firm Success Group. Smart business guidance for small law firms begins in three, two, one. And it's my pleasure to welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage, Carl Ponto of Squash and Stretch Productions. Carl, how are you today? Doing well, thanks. It is great to have you on the show today. You have a really unique story, which fits in well to what you do um, as someone who helps people create their own stories. Share with us, you know, your story. Sure, thanks. So, uh, for me, I've been an artist my entire life. I grew up drawing, painting, sculpting, big Legos kid. And I got my passion for storytelling from my dad. He's a really good storyteller. And I knew I wanted to study animation when I saw the first Toy Story film. I was like, ooh, that I got to do that. That's so cool. And then beginning of 2002, I started to feel like something wasn't quite right with me physically. I've been a competitive swimmer my whole life, so I knew what I was supposed to feel like. And it wasn't like, oh, my shoulder kind of hurts. It's like a general blah feeling. But by August, they still hadn't figured out what was wrong with me. And I had lost 50 pounds and had sunken cheeks and eyes. I was really pale. Started to get really bad headaches. So my parents took me for an MRI up in Walnut Creek. And we were waiting around for another appointment when my pediatrician called and said he's going to drive up from Pleasanton to come talk with us. And we saw him walking up with this big envelope in his hands. You could tell he'd been crying. And he brought us into a little side meeting room. And I remember I was sitting knee to knee with him in this big U-shaped chair with really high armrests kind of leaning forward towards him when he pulled out the results of the MRI and showed me that I had two brain tumors. And it felt like I got punched in the chest, actually moved backwards in my chair. And for the next two weeks, everything sounded like the adults from Peanuts, kind of wah, 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 because never had the flu, never broken any major bones, never been stung by a bee. I'm pretty sure never been bitten by a mosquito. So to get brain tumor diagnosis at 15 years old was a complete sucker punch out of nowhere. But I got so much help from friends and family, and my high school even adjusted my schedule, got me a tutor so I could still graduate on time, and people I barely knew were giving food and gifts and other support. So it really inspired me to want to give back and help as many people as I could, because I'd probably be dead if it wasn't for all the help that I got. And then in undergraduate school, as I was studying animation, there's this big student digital art and design competition I participated in with a big screening at the end of like a thousand people in this big auditorium. I knew maybe 10 people in the room, but when everyone laughed at the joke of my animation, I was like, oh my gosh, it's so cool. I can connect with people and have a bigger impact with animation and storytelling. So after grad school, I started my company and we tell exceptional stories for exceptional impact, empowering uh, professional services companies, including law firms, to increase their revenue and sales by attracting more of their best clients using storytelling and animation. Because it doesn't matter whether your business is B2C or B2B or even B2G, they're all really H2H, which is human to human, and humans tell stories. And so by helping those sort of companies, more people in the world to get their lives improved, our clients' businesses better, we get a happy client, everyone wins. It's a way for me to have a bigger positive impact on the world around me. And that's why I do what I do. Wow. Wow. Carl, that is uh, it's an incredibly moving story. I, I've heard it before, but but I've never heard you tell it. And uh, my gosh, um, that's it's actually truly even amazing. More, more poignant right now or more uh, relevant right now, because I, I know 
this is coming out later in a couple of weeks, but uh, the week we're recording this is actually, so this weekend is going to be 20 years since that happened. So Sunday this week will be uh, 20 years since the MRI, and then Monday will be 20 years since the biopsy surgery. So it's even more on my mind lately. In fact, my my website's uh, blog this weekend that comes out on Saturday is going to have uh, me telling that story again in a different, slightly different way and about how um, what we're kind of talking about here where it's it's about everyone has stories that are worth sharing. And oftentimes people think that they're, what they've been through is kind of mundane or normal or like something that's not uh, not worth sharing because it's so commonplace. But in reality, a lot it's way more impactful, way more powerful than people realize. And even if it's not as dramatic or traumatic as, for example, the story I just told, people are bonded to and feel safe around and want to connect with people that have shared experiences, shared values as them. And sharing stories about why you do what you do, what you've been through, and why you believe the things you believe, establish that sense of familiarity that builds trust and makes all sorts of relationships with the personal or business uh, happen because we don't like doing business with people we don't feel safe around. So those sorts of stories, even if it seems boring from your perspective, is going to be a powerful tool for helping your business uh, form the sort of relationships you need to thrive. Yes. And and I want to I want to dig into that. And and by the way, attorney entrepreneurs, if you need to be convinced of the power of storytelling after hearing that, um, <laughs> then I'm sorry. There's nothing more we could do for you. That was that was incredibly powerful and very moving. And um I'm I'm struggling a little bit getting back into the the you know the X's and O's of of storytelling, <laughs> but but I'm gonna try. And so one of the things that I have always been kind of confused about a little bit is um storytelling is it's an ancient human skill right before we could write we we told stories and yet it seems like we've sort of you know in, in the world of business when we talk about talking about what we do and how we promote ourselves we don't often tell stories we have to be taught you know by people like yourself we have to not only be taught how to tell stories but even what makes a story and what are some of the challenges you've run into, you know, with your clients? Why do you think that's so difficult? It's a great question. I think part of it is, at least in the U.S., it's because I think there's this creativity in general is is kind of taught out of people as they growing up in the U.S. American uh, U.S. Uh, education system. If I remember seeing a, a like an article about there's a they had surveyed a bunch of kindergarten uh, students that hey are you creative. Yes or no, and vast majority said yes. They interviewed the same people about like uh, in like fifth grade. It was about half that. By the end of that time, graduating from high school, it was like ten percent. And so, just I think there's and storytelling is very much a creative, uh, creative skill, and it is it is something that we are. It's part of what makes us human. It's not just like a marketing tool or like a, a kind of a gimmick because our brains are wired to to tell and to remember stories. And we, uh, unless you're like a psychopath and can't empathize with anyone, then we empathize with characters and stories. And our brains can actually, our brains can't tell the difference between a story and reality, which is why if you ever go to like, what, like watch a horror film in a theater and you watch a character being chased by the monster, 
your your heart rate is racing and you're sweating and you're all like anxious and freaking out but you're in a theater you're not being like it's actually not happening but your brain can't tell because you're connecting with the character and your brain experiences what the person on screen is experiencing even though you're eating popcorn in a theater so everyone has the kind of it's a skill you can you can develop and work on to tell stories but it's something if you're not um if you don't going to exercise that muscle then it atrophies um just like people other people say oh i'm I'm not good at artwork i'm good at drawing not very creative if you it's like if you want to get better at any other skill you you practice it and if you're work at it it's got to work at it and you'll get better and you and it's it's not like it's a oh some people are born storytellers are born creative no it's anyone can do it you just have to practice it and so part of what i help people with is realizing all the stories they have that are worth sharing and then how to format them and actually build the story structure the right way and then also how to iterate to tell the same sort of story multiple ways and then how to make the writing process uh easier and faster and more enjoyable okay so, so I want to stop you right. I want to stop right there yeah. because uh, I want to jump into a couple of things. You're throwing out so much information here. I'm going to try and try and keep up. So Sorry. one of the things that that needs to be done is typically someone needs to sit down with with someone like yourself to discover their stories. And once they understand their stories, and they're going to figure out how to how to actually write those out, and then how to uh, craft them and iterate them for maximum impact. And I'd like for you to share with us maybe a case study or an example of a situation of an, of an attorney that you worked with, kind of what their challenge was pre-working with you, what you did with them, and how their practice uh, evolved or changed as a result. Sure. So um, I, I worked with uh, an attorney we both know. She's an immigration attorney, and uh, she felt that her story like what she went through growing up would be more alienating than a a tool to bond with people in her network or with her clients uh, because of she grew up in uh, in the middle east and she moved around a lot and it was very um very different than the experiences that people growing up in the u.s have experienced and so as, as we were discussing things and we're, we're going working through the back from like what she does now and why she is so passionate about it and kind of going through her childhood she uh in the kind of nature of the discussion mentioned that and her childhood is was based, uh, all about uh like surviving or thriving through uncertain times and when I, as she said that, because it naturally came out in the discussion, I stopped. Okay, so what is it exactly you help your clients do right now? And she goes, "Well, I help them get through really uncertain times and, and like to see the light bulb like go off in her head. She's like, oh my gosh, her whole life has been about surviving and 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 being awesome despite going through all these uncertain. Like her whole childhood's uncertainty, and now what she does for a living is help people going through very uncertain periods in their lives." get through that with an outcome they are happy with and then get the lives they want. And so when she realized that was the, the connection that her story is not just, is not going to be alienating, but actually shows people why she's so 
amazing at what she does and also is going to help her potential clients before they work with her. See, oh my gosh, she knows exactly what I'm going through. And she went through it for a lot longer period than I'm probably going through it. And she's going to be the perfect person for me to work with. Um, that, like, just seeing her, like, the confidence boost, like, her, like, like just her normal, like, she's very introverted. But the fact that like, she opened up and was, like, kind of blossoming and glowing. Because, oh, my gosh, she's, like, such a sense of empowerment. And then I went and uh, visited her uh, uh, another provisor's meeting. And uh, she's actually changed her, like, an intro when she's describing what she does. She uses some of the terms we figured out in her session with me that are now helping her uh, clarify to other people what who she's looking to work with, who her best clients are, because she realizes her story uh, is this tool for uh, bringing in the right sort of clients and building trust with them quickly and explain to other people who should, they should refer to her. And so she went from this, oh my gosh, I'm kind of ashamed of my story to, wow, my story is, is my, the source of her, um, her, as like, let's say power. Her power yeah, her source of, power. Yeah. Yeah, her power <laughs> and just something she's proud of. And uh, so I think she's now just way more confident in using her story and, and more confident in interaction she has with people because she made that connection between her early, like kind of growing up as a, as a kid and her life with her family to her career now. And it's not just a thing she she does, but something that is the purpose of her life is to help people dealing with. Yeah, that is so interesting. And I think it, uh, it separates a lot of the conventional business storytelling from what you do with your clients. So I'll, I'll give you an example of what I mean. When, when we hear about storytelling for business or stories that sell, we oftentimes think about talking about success stories. You know, oh, I worked with a client, kind of like what you did just now with this person. Like you work with this attorney and can, here's what you did and here are the results. But the stories that really sell are, I think, the stories that that you shared with us, your personal story, uh, she is sharing her personal story. They are the people's stories behind what they do. It's 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 the passion that they have that's based on their prior experiences that have brought them to this point. That is what really sells because it builds a tremendous amount of trust. I mean, you, you're going back in there and you're talking about things that are intensely personal to you. And yes, it informs what you do today, but oh my gosh, you are delivering so much trust to the other person that it's probably pretty tough for them not to trust you in return. Yeah. It's the, the, the sort of stories people are going to are sick of seeing or are the ones who are like, look how awesome my life is. Look how awesome my business is. We're super successful. We've helped all these people. We've won all the, these awards, and the the and that's the kind of like the Instagram perfect kind of facade that people put up. But the stories that really connect you with people that people can relate to are often the ones where like life dropped you to a knee, but you got back up. Sort of stories that are often that the ones that people it takes vulnerability to share them, and then people are often. I'm embarrassed at the beginning to really to talk about it, but when you share those sorts of stories, that's what builds the trust because it's it's revealing about the, about the kind of hardships and it's not trying to be perfect. It's showing that you have insecurities, you've been through challenges, and but you're better off because of them. You've learned something because of them. You've you have a 
desire to make a difference in the world and the lives of other people because of what you've been through. And so like the term, I can't remember where I learned it, but I, I absolutely love it. And I've uh, unashamedly stolen it is, um, is flossom. So you you have flaws. You're you're a human being. You've been you've made mistakes. You've you've been through hardship, but you are amazingly capable, and you have a bunch of strengths. And you're and you're out here to make a difference and help people and solve problems. And and you're not ashamed of being authentic and empathetic with other people. That especially these days after the kind of uh, social distancing and the shutdown and like uh, and the pandemic and stuff and just what's going on with just in general the divisionary like uh, extreme political views that are out in the country right now being vulnerable and open and willing to connect with people on that personal level is something that people are really craving especially from the businesses and people they do like they work with or work for they want to be connecting on that human level because it's it's a survival uh, instinct for us. Like human beings, if we're basically on our own back in like hunter-gatherer days, that meant death. If you weren't part of a tribe or weren't part of a group, you died. And so our, we're, our brains are still basically wired the same way as they were back then. And so the feeling of uh, not belonging or the feeling of being uh, like uh, ostracized from a group is still associated in our brains with i'm gonna die which is why like social like speaking publicly is so scary because people don't be like embarrassed or and so and people often make mistake of vulnerability being a sign of weakness our culture has this absolutely backwards especially for men uh the male kind of cultural tropes yeah (laughs) like you're not a strong island that, that doesn't need anyone's help and you show any sort of emotion or or like vulnerability, then you're weak and you're not a real man and you're terrible. That stuff is like absolutely backwards from what it really is. It takes way more strength to be vulnerable than it does to push people away. And the best example of that is look at anyone who actually goes up and speaks on stage or like does a TED talk or presents in front of any other group and shares with themselves and and it like talks about their like the stories like the one I just shared. And how how many of them would you say would you consider to be weak? Or yeah, like I mean that's that's the power of the TED Talk, right? Is it's it's yeah. incredibly personal and it shares a ter- terrific life story. And I love the point that you made because this is oftentimes an objection, I think, to to digging into a story deeply, which is that they're afraid of rejection. Right, they're afraid they're going to go into this intensely personal story. It's going to be the wrong context, and people are either not going to care, which is awful, or they they might uh, you know not appreciate this person for really going out on a limb and telling this intensely personal story and so they're afraid they're afraid that it's the wrong place they're afraid that it's the wrong story they're afraid that it's the wrong context um and that leads to a lot of resistance so how do you you know work with someone to break that down yeah well part of it is yes there are certain there's a time and place for different stories and different like formats for the stories of them meeting someone at like a, a networking event the first time and I go, hi, my name is Carl. And then it's the whole story. <laughs> like I, I save that for later, make sure that that's the right situation, right context for that story. <laughs> How um, am I? Well, I am so glad you asked. Yeah. Like, and here's my life story. Like, <laughs> no, that's like, that's not the right point. So part of what some of the stuff I work with my clients on are identifying 
when to use what versions of what stories and for like in person or on like social media, that sort of thing. Um, and some of the things though, when it is the right context, um, not everyone's going to respond like the same way to your story. And that's a great tool, great like, outcome, because if they don't go, wow, oh my gosh, that, like, and they kind of start talking about themselves and, and want to learn more, they kind of go, okay, that's nice. Then you know they're probably not a great person for you to try and spend much time building a relationship with because they're not like, they don't have that kind of like kind. They're not going to really gonna be uh, you know, on the same frequency as you for most of your interactions. And that's great because that saves you a ton of time. But the people that hear your story and go, oh my gosh, I, like similar what happened like me or my like my family and like and they go on and they basically it, the uh, go down this really amazing conversation based on that story. And that, those are the people you know. Okay, that's a connection worth following up on. Those are the ones I'm going to spend more of my time building these deeper relationships. But again, which leads to the referrals or exactly. the, the sale. Or, and so it's you're not gonna you're never trying to appeal or be liked by everybody. It's just not possible. You, you're water down your yourself and your brand and your messaging so much. It's going to appeal to no one. Um, you'll just basically be like a, a taupe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't want to be that. That's for sure. And, and part of it is uh, being uh, putting yourself out there and being vulnerable. Is yes, you're going to have people that like that aren't a good fit and that's fine. At least, you know, and, but the, the ones that, resonate will make it all all worth it because and, it, and it's even it will. absolutely so carl i gotta jump in here because i know we're we're kind of wrapping it up as far as time mm-hmm. goes but um as far as what you have going on over at squash and stretch you've got some cool things going on why don't you share those with us sure so uh i have a a, a new monthly workshop i'm doing the second Tuesday, second thursday of each month from noon to two pacific time it basically covers how to identify all the stories that you have that are worth sharing and how to um, iterate them into different kind of versions and uh, some templates for how to kind of uh, create content for your website, blogs, LinkedIn, and actually how to actually write the, the story writing process so that it's more likely to connect with your intended audience. Uh, that's going on, uh, like I said, every second Thursday of the month from uh, noon to two. So there's a link in the show notes for that. And people that do want uh, to talk more about how to tell their story better, uh, you can reach me by email at uh, karl at squashandstretch.net. Awesome. Carl, thank you so much. This is a, a truly unique talk that we've had on our show today. And my takeaway from it is that, yes, stories sell, but stories sell because they build trust. And so thinking about stories that you can do to build trust will differentiate you from other folks. And I'm going to put a quick plug in here for the sponsor of our episode today, which is Get Staffed Up. Uh, they provide virtual um, assistance, administrative assistance for law firms. They're founded by attorneys for attorneys. They do a great job with firms across the country for an extremely affordable price. Uh, in fact, if you're interested in learning more, just check them out, getstaffedup.com forward slash lawyer business advantage, and you will get $500 off if you choose to sign up. Yeah. Hey, Carl, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was a real pleasure hearing Thanks. more about how you approach things and hearing your story. Thank you so much for having me. That is Carl Ponto of Squash and Stretch Productions. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. 
One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. And I want to hear from you. So connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are a solo or an owner of a small law firm, and you're looking to earn more money, attract better clients, or reduce your stress, we would love to talk with you to see how we can help. Request your free law firm assessment by visiting lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. Again, that URL is lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Ale Yajnik. Until next time, remember, you can seize freedom. You can embrace happiness. You can build your perfect practice.